0: you're listening to real presence live now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area heard right here on the rpr network and this is real
1: presence live steve Spanskowski, along with tom o'keefe and uh this is our last segment of the last show of real presence live this year
2: 2023
1: yep 2023 the next show that you hear on real presence live that, that's a real presence live. will be in 2024. So uh, this is the last one, and uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, the, these hours, great conversations we're having, and we're going to con- uh, continue a great conversation, uh, starting a new one here with Alexis Hahi. Alexis, Merry Christmas.
3: Hi, Merry Christmas.
1: How are you doing?
3: Yeah, doing well. So nice to be on with you guys.
1: Absolutely. So we're going to talk to you a, a little bit about this Catholic Institute of Technology Uh, But first, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, So I am currently a Ph.D. student at MIT. I study technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship at the business school. And my husband and I are the co-founders of Catholic Institute of Technology, um, a new Catholic um, tech research university that's launching in Cassels and Dolfo. Uh, our first class is launching in the fall of 2024 so we're accepting applications for that and very excited to talk to you a little more about
1: that excellent so so this is a new venture you said you're taking uh you're studying uh in entrepreneurship so this is certainly entrepreneurial um in uh, castledown Gondolfo, gondolfo i'm guessing there's no other universities that are based from there correct
3: yeah, I don't believe there are any other universities, particularly now American universities. So right. we're an American research university. We're recruiting all of our faculty from the United States. Most of them are coming from uh, MIT and Stanford, so technical faculty and different religious communities around the United States for our so, philosophy and theology faculty. So
2: Alexis. we've gotten
3: together a great group of faculty.
2: My question is, okay, if I understand you correct, you're working on your doctorate at MIT. What says to you one day, we need a CIT, we need a Catholic Institute of Technology?
3: Yeah, so I think it's something that both my husband and I experienced working in tech, and I think this is a really common experience for anyone who's been in this space is there just aren't enough Catholics in the space, and there's just not an openness to talking about the Catholic faith, Catholic social and moral teaching, and, like, Catholic social ethics. You go and you meet people and you try to share your faith with them, and they're very quick to dismiss it. Oh, I believe in science, I can't believe in this Catholic stuff. Which is a crazy thing to think, when you think about all of the rich tradition that the church has in, you know, the sciences and engineering and all of the work that we did to build up the university systems the way they are now, become you know, such a hostile place. So we really do need a place where we can give people not only the best technical education like they might find at MIT, at Stanford, at Caltech, but the kind of human formation needs to accompany it so people can use the gifts and talents that god gave them in the science and engineering field but also use it as a tool to you know do good for their fellow man and evangelize people who are working in these spaces that are showing need of that kind of guidance and
2: evangelization so as one criticism we hear across the country is like some of our catholic universities aren't so catholic anymore and uh, I'm, I'm a graduate of uh, the University of Mary here in, in North Dakota, which is which is very Catholic. So how did you decide to develop your values, your mission, uh, and, and to try to keep that Catholic and not not stray as, as some have perceived to have done?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that every single person who has been a part of Catholic faith has felt kind of a call from the Holy Spirit to, you know, Go and move their lives to Italy to be a part of it. And the reason for that really is because of this need for an authentically Catholic education, which some schools like uh, the one you went to and a lot of the other schools um, who are part of the Cardinal Newman Guide feel. And, you know, there are a lot of different ways that we put it into place. One is um, by having all of our faculty sign an oath of fidelity to the teachings of the Church, making all of our students uh, complete a minor in Catholic philosophy, theology, and ethics. And also, um, as part of our first class, in addition to undergraduate students, um, we are recruiting faithful Catholics who have finished liberal arts bachelor's degrees at other faithful schools like Thomas Aquinas or University of St. Mary and other schools with a genuine Catholic identity to come and pursue second bachelor's degrees in science, technology, and engineering with us. Um, we're calling this program the Cardinal Newman Fellows. And it's a great opportunity because these students already have such a great Catholic formation also from their colleges. So they're going to be able to bring kind of an authentically Catholic campus culture with them.
1: So, people will leave uh, Catholic Tech uh, this institute of Catholic Catholic Institute of Technology, with what types of degrees you'd mentioned uh, engineering degrees. can you give us a the, uh, some of the ideas of different degrees that uh, you make available?
3: Yeah, um, so we're going to be slowly expanding our degree offerings every couple of years as we have more students and more faculty to accommodate students taking classes and doing research and. Some more of these different paths. But for the first year, um, it's going to be the basic engineering discipline. So you'll have civil engineering, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, and computer science, and then biology and biological engineering, which are the right path for anyone who's interested in doing something related to either bioethics or pursuing a medical degree um, and having that kind of formation that they need for that. So those are the first kinds of degrees, but really we're going to have great research opportunities across a wide variety of different fields, and students will also, even within those degree programs, have a pretty high degree of flexibility to pursue projects that are interested in them with the technical skill sets that they do in their class.
1: So this is really kind of that combining that a lot of times in Catholic schools, we end up with uh, usually a, a degree in humanities of theology or or philosophy and, and not really any technical skills. And you're taking both these humanities and the technology skills and putting them all together in one person.
3: Yeah, it's certainly a rigorous curriculum, and I think that we're, we've gotten some really academically excellent applicants. You know, the kind of applicants who you could see going to places like Stanford MIT and some of the League schools. But I think there just really is a hunger for this kind of authentic Christian education that integrates the whole person. And, you know, if you want to become a computer scientist having courses um, in, you know, philosophy and theology that speak specifically about how AI um, could interact with your faith and the ways that you could use new technologies like that to, you know, be a good shepherd of your peers and, you know, serve God's mission in the world is a really important thing that I think resonates with a lot of people. It's getting both the technical skills, but also the formation to know how to use those technical skills in the world. I think that's something that really speaks to people.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great... Uh a great opportunity. So this is technically an American university, but its campus, as we mentioned, is in Castel D'Golfo, Gandolfo, Gondolfo, in Italy. So, so how did that decision get made?
3: Yeah. So the Vatican Observatory um, and the Old papal Summer Residence are located in Castel Gandolfo, which is twenty minutes outside of Vatican City, Rome. You can take like a direct train right into the Vatican. So it really kind of is a place that we envision becoming a hub of Catholic science and innovation. In addition to the Vatican Observatory that's already there, we really are hoping to bring a culture of science and innovation right next to the heart of the church, so that our students can get exposure to the uh, to the church in Rome, and we can be an asset to them with our research, with the conferences. That we host and things like that. But of course, it's really important to our American students that they get an American education, which will allow them to get, come back and you know, get jobs in the U.S., to go on to graduate school, things like that. So it really is a unique experience to get kind of the advantages of an American education with the experience of being not only abroad, but abroad and in the heart of the church. I think it's something really special.
1: So is this a joint effort between you and the Vatican officials or how is that how is that set up?
3: Um, so we're independent, but we're working really closely from with lots of different people from, you know, a number of different religious communities and in Rome and it really has been an effort from kind of like the universal church at large, it felt like. You know, people from all different kinds of communities have come together to see the need of this, and, you know, technology has become part of our reality, and it's changing every day, and the Catholic Church needs to have the say in it, and the ability to have a voice in the direction of our faith, and the ethical to so it really has been so many people from all different walks of life and religious communities Across the church and across the world,
2: kind of coming together to be a part of it. As you're talking, Alexis, I'm just kind of thinking, like, also almost like a rebirth of science and 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 the marriage that it had with church. That you know, without the the church and the university system and stuff, you know, we wouldn't have the science that we have today. And in some ways, I think you're you're taking a step to to take it back and and marry those those the way of thinking with philosophy and. And, uh, and that, and, and marrying that back to the sciences.
3: Absolutely. I mean, it's a great tradition that the Church built, building the universities, building out the scientific method, genetics, all of these amazing, you know, kind of scientific discoveries. And somehow the world has lost the view that the Church has been so involved in that. And it's definitely a tradition that we're looking to reclaim. I think you hit it right on the nose.
1: Absolutely. We're visiting with Alexis Hahi, and she is a co-founder of Catholic Institute of Technology. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the brick on Real Presence Live. Don't go anywhere.
0: We will be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
4: Hi. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. The American Academy of Optometry recommends that all children receive eye exams every two years, beginning at six months old. As one of North Dakota's only fellowship-certified pediatric optometrists, it is my mission to ensure that children are screened for preventable eye conditions like lazy eyes, cataracts, and eye turns. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for children and adults, and you don't need vision insurance to book an appointment. You can schedule your appointment online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Bible Study. St. John Paul II called for a new evangelization, an act of love meant to reintroduce all the faithful to the love of Jesus Christ. This act of love has never been more urgent. In his work, The Judgment of Nations, historian Richard Dawson notes, The hope of the world rests in the last resort, On the existence of a spiritual nucleus of believers who are bearers of the seed of unity. If we have faith in the power of the Spirit, we must believe that even these evils can be conquered. For the powers of the world are blind powers which are working in the dark. They are powerless against that Spirit who is the Lord and Giver of life, and against those higher powers of spiritual understanding and love, which are the essential gifts of the Holy Spirit. The battle for the world is first and foremost spiritual. Are you ready for battle today? Catholic Way Bible Study Peace, Power, Purpose. Find out more at CWBS.org. Let us run to Mary and, as her little children, cast ourselves in their arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us join us for the rosary Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content Now, back to the show this is
1: Real Presence Live. Steve Splonskowski along with Tom O'Keefe. And our last show in 2023, folks, on Real Presence Live. Coming to the next show on Real Presence Live will be in 2024. But Merry Christmas to you, and next week it'll be, uh, we'll be saying Happy New Year to you. Uh, Tom and I are visiting here this hour with Alexis Hahi, and she is the co-founder of the Catholic Institute of Technology. Uh, really, Tom, I think you really did hit it on the head with really a rebirth a rebirth of Catholic education that really brings together this marriage of of humanity, right? Of, of theology and philosophy, and te- in linked into the technical, into the engineering. How, how really? How education was meant to be, um, and was uh, when the Church really started doing that with universities, the founding of universities from the very beginning. And Alexis, you are trying to bring this back together uh in a great setting, Castel da Gondolfo in Italy, beautiful setting there for uh for young students to really enter into this this uh learning again of a technical skill but also not disconnected from our humanity and our and our faith but really um packaged all together, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. I think that's kind of the core of what we're trying to do. Yeah. We're about training students to go out into professional work, but really we're about training students to go out and evangelize the world. You know, giving them the skills that they need, both in their faith and in their profession, to go out and evangelize these top two evangelized spaces. So we really are investing very heavily into each of our students, both professionally and personally and spiritually. Because we see our students as a light that is going to go out and set these spaces on fire with the love of Christ. And that's really what we're investing in each student.
2: You know, as you're talking, Alexis, I'm thinking that Steve and I are studying the compendium of the Catholic uh, Social Doctrine here this last semester ourselves, and our artificial intelligence and science and technology and that stuff. And, and how do we marry that with the, the dignity of the human person and, and the the dignity of work and all that stuff? And those are two things that somewhat have been divorced as as well. And, and how do you plan to bring those back together?
3: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So that's definitely a question that's not talked about enough, you know, in the Catechism and the documents that are coming out of the Church, you know. Pope Francis came out with a document recently um, that talked about the need to integrate philosophy and theology into all of the different areas of the world. So that includes the sciences and technology. And all of our faculty who are in philosophy and theology, you know, they're priests and theologians from all different walks of life and religious orders, But um, they're all dedicated to specifically thinking about how philosophy and theology informs our understanding of the sciences and technology. So we're hoping to impart that knowledge to our students, but also to come up with materials and articles and curriculum that could be used in a course like the one that you guys are taking to have discussions about these kinds of issues in a way that's you know guided by the teachers. And
1: I think that's a really important thing. The Catholic tax is also working on. Absolutely, and uh, and and so, Alexis. You know, when I said, as soon as I was reading about this uh, in in the notes for a class, like, oh, this is such a great idea. And I was looking at your website. thinking, oh, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. And then my course, the question is, and how much is this going to cost? Because college these days is so expensive. I have seven children, um, and as I, I have four, three out of the home who are you know. Uh, went out and got their degrees, and, and you're talking to them like, okay, how, how much debt are you going to have to have in order to get a degree, and how many years is that going to take to pay that back? All of this stuff is wonderful, and you have that question of, is this going to be really expensive? Talk to us a little bit about what this this will cost and the opportunities um, that are available uh, to students. Yeah.
3: Uh, so our tuition, I would say, is pretty on par, or even on the low end of um, You know, technical universities, it is a little bit more expensive than um, some of the other Catholic colleges. But I think that the reason for that really is the amount of resources that we are investing in every student. You know, it's expensive to get the kind of faculty and resources needed to provide a technical education and, you know, even if we were getting full tuition from all of our students, it's enough because we have some pretty generous scholarship opportunities. You know, we'd be doing it um, for, each, for each student probably for less sort of a cost too, and provide them with the faculty and all of those kinds of resources. And because it really is an investment in each of the different students uh, we are very blessed that we recently, about two or three weeks ago, I believe it was, we got a uh, an anonymous donation, a very large anonymous donation, which is allowing us to uh, give all of our students 50% discount on tuition for our inaugural class for all of the four years that they're there. So I think that not only makes us affordable on the scale of a technical school, but even in comparison to other um, Catholic universities. And, you know, technical educations can still be expensive, but they really are an investment in the kind of careers that you can get, you know, working as scientists or engineers, I think, is a great career that will allow you to, well, support a family while making an impact in the world. Um, so, but I really do think that, a very generous donation that we got, will help to make it a lot more affordable to Catholics, to lots of different Catholic families. And, you know, in addition to the 50% scholarship that we're able to offer to all of our students, we do have additional merit scholarships up to full tuition scholarships for the most qualified of students. The goal is that we look at every student, their family, their financial needs, and we invest in them in a way that the cost should not be a barrier for any student looking to come to Catholic.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Alexis Hahi, again, the co-founder of Catholic Institute of Technology. For more information, you can go to catholic.tech. catholic.tech is their website. Check that out. Um, Any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners, Alexis?
3: No. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for doing your part to share about Catholic Fest and all that we do. And uh, you'll be in our prayers. We see much in the Lord.
1: Thank you, Alexis. Absolutely. And Merry Christmas to you and all of your family. Um, and uh, thank you so much for taking this step out in trust, uh, taking a risk uh, for the Lord, because I know we love uh, the Divine Mercy. My Jesus, I trust in you, but if we don't risk in the Lord, it doesn't really show our trust. So thank you for trusting the Lord, Alexis.
3: Yeah, thank you, guys. All right,
1: catholic dot tech catholic dot tech is the website here uh, to check out this opportunity of how to get a really a, a complete education, a complete uh, human education, not only of walking away with a degree in uh, in the sciences, but also a, a really a training in in philosophy and theology, all the whole one person. And uh, folks, So uh, that brings us to the end of this show, but we've got a preview for our next show coming up next year. Aaron, what you got? On the next Real Presence Live, the first show of 2024, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your host will be Heather Caro coming to you live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Her guests will include Doug Weingart, the new member of the Real Presence radio team. She will also speak with Father Kirby, author of the book Year with the Popes, Daily Meditations from the Vicar of Christ and Suffering. All this and more is coming to you in the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. All right. Well, Tom, we get the last show and Heather gets the first show. So there you go. Bookends. 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 We're the bookends of the year. And uh, I'm sure there'll be conversations next year about uh, those New Year's resolutions. So you might want to start thinking about that now. And again, I want to toss it out there. New Year's resolution. Go on a retreat. Take a step back. Husbands, wives, couples, a great opportunity to really... Uh, redirect to redact and redirect and really make sure that you're going the direction the lord wants you to do tom what's your uh, what's your plan for 2024
2: well i just i don't really have a plan i'm just going to continue with, with what i'm doing thinking about being being intentional in, in my prayer life uh i have some things that i need to, to to work on some virtues i need to move in the right direction uh and uh with god willing and the holy spirit that'll happen
1: yeah absolutely i think uh, i think every year my uh New Year's resolution has been to live in the present moment and find the Lord in every present moment and ask Him, as Saint Joseph talking about Him earlier, um, you know, what do you want me to do, Lord, with this moment? What would you like me to do now? And now, what you'd like me to do? Just living in that present moment. Yeah,
2: that that's so powerful. I just was kind of been thinking as we visited today, you know, sometimes the the tensions that happen in our lives are are things that haven't even happened yet. The, the arguments and our the difficulty in our relationships are are over things that may never even happen. And we so we don't allow ourselves to live in that present. We don't trust in that Lord.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity. And also, folks, to take some time today to thank the Lord for all the gifts that he's giving you um, during this year, but also during this Christmas season. Again, we're in the octave of Christmas, only four days in, four days to go, continuing to celebrate this beautiful celebration of Christ coming to us.
2: And the church is so beautiful in its octaves. They're so, they're again, talking about intentional. They, they they lay it out for us to take this time and really be uh, focused on what's what's happening in these seasons. The liturgical calendar is just so beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. And if you can't make it to Mass, daily Mass, that's okay. You can look up the readings online and still do Alexio Divina, enter in the conversation with the Lord. Well, folks, again, Merry Christmas from all of us here at Real Presence Radio. From myself, Steve Sponskowski. And, uh, Tom O'Keefe. And uh, God bless you. Have a blessed
0: octave and a happy new year this has been real presence live on the real presence radio network real presence live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area weekday mornings from 9 to 11 central tune in for an encore of each show beginning saturday morning at six get the podcast anytime of day or night at your catholic radio or on the real presence radio app And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.